Well, you ready to knock into this thing? Yes, sir. Mr. Drew Beskin, how have you been, bro? It's good to see you. I've been great. Just running around. How have you been? It's great I've to see fantastic. you. I've been fantastic. It's been too long, man. We had one episode that got thrown out due to like just scheduling. You know, It got out of, got out of sorts. And my audio end wasn't very good on it. So I'm glad we could finally get you back and get your redemption run here. Hell yeah, man. Well, it's, all, <laughs> it's always great to be back. It is. And um, yeah, I guess it's technically... I guess this would be the third one with just you and me, technically. Yes. And then we did that uh, that lost Broasis cold the players Broasis session one. because we had to move the show. Exactly, yeah. And then it was weird because it was like, we could hold on to it. But I was like, I don't want to have 90 episodes that are in order and then one that's just that's out. That's right. You know what I mean? That's but right. We're, we're making up for it here. That's right. Uh, you're, all, you're probably coming up there on the probably the most guests I've had the most frequent. I think four might be a record, brother. I love it. Love I it, love man. It. Well, how's things been with you and the family? How's how's the kiddo doing? Good. Got a um, fresh kid. How, how old is she now? Fresh kid. Lila is almost, I guess, almost seven months. Awesome. Which yeah. is crazy. That's keeping you busy. Been keeping very busy. Been learning to to do everything with one arm. <laughs> Cradling something in the other. That's right. <laughs> I love that, man. Well, that's awesome. I'm glad to hear it. How is everything going with your music, man? Get me started. It's going um great. We um. Release a new record next week mm-hmm. um, that I made with Tommy Troutwine and Elijah Johnston and Gideon Johnston. Absolute um, legends. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I Legendary. think they're very key to your sound. I'm sure you would agree. Absolutely. Yeah. I've I've made records with a lot of people in um, in this town um, mm-hmm. over the years, and Tommy and Elijah were friends from back in the Georgia Theater days, and okay. just being fans of their shows and like going to each other's shows. And Tommy, you know. And I, you know, Tommy is an amazing engineer yeah. and I've been friends with him for years and just seeing him grow from already being extremely talented to being like one of the go-to guys in yeah. town. But, the guy, the guy. Right. But I would always send him, you know, songs to get his advice and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And eventually I think in, you know, November of 2020, I had a song and I just kind of texted Tommy and was like, can we do this thing? Let's, yeah. can we finally record? And we got Elijah and then Elijah brought Gideon, Woo. who I, I think at the time was, 17 and and wow. i'd seen him seen him play with elijah as it, being brothers and brothers in a band and knowing how talented he was but that uh-huh. was our first kind of hang and we recorded one song that day and it was it was great which and song was it it's um it's called not if but when it, it's the first track off the new album okay it has and the way we after that enjoyable session uh-huh. i wrote another song and we came and did that song again and and we just manned the studio, did another song in yeah. that day, and that was Spoilers, which oh, was awesome. um, yeah. one of the singles we released. It's one of my that, favorites. Thank you. When you sent me the SoundCloud link way back, it, it was yeah. probably six months ago, the one that I remember thinking about was like, oh, Spoilers is a really good song. And that, you know, I went into the studio with him. It was way slower. It was more like just, I thought we were just going to record it like a Beatles, Harry Nilsson, just like okay. piano with like, you know, maybe it was just going to be a piano and maybe okay. some like synth or something. But then... You know, with our heads together, we, we you know, getting came up with this insane drum beat, and we oh, it, it took it to the place that it needed to be. And you know, then after that, another song we did another song, and that was a song called "All Along Your Way" that was released okay. a single as okay. well. And by the time we did that, we we're like, okay, well, three days in a row, you know, we've consecutively left the session being happy and completed yeah. with the song. So it seems like we should just make a full record yeah pretty rare yeah. and we kept doing it like that and the songs were written before going to the studio like this is the first time i went to the studio like one song at a time like this song was written let's go record it uh-huh. let's not think too much about it. let's record it so like and when you hear the record there's 11 tracks and that's in the order that the songs are written and the days that they're recorded Ooh, okay that's so cool. like our 11th day in the studio spread out over months but our 11th yeah. day was the final track on the record. Wow, that's a really cool way to do that. I think, how has that process changed though? Because this would be your second solo LP, correct? Maybe your this, fourth total this LP? This will be my, as with my name on it, this will be my fourth record, but the okay. first record that's like And the Sunshine with a different band. Gotcha. And then I had about three other bands before that I was the songwriter for and okay. front person for. So how do you think the process has changed from, say, your first solo record to this one, which I guess your second in theory or fourth, whichever way you look at it? Yeah, my Uh, first solo record was with um, David Barbie at Chase Park, who is also a legend and someone who I respect and was just so excited to get to work with him. And the result 
was great. Um, uh-huh. And I had a, one of my favorite artists, um, uh, JP Pitts from Surfer Blood. He's the front man for Surfer Blood. And he okay. mixes all his records. And I just kind of reached out to him after knowing him um, from South by Southwest days and my uh-huh. old band days and days at Georgia Theater, just saying, hey, would you mix this for me? He's like, yeah. sure. And so, you know, that plus David was amazing. But to answer your question, I've always blocked out time in the studio, got my guys together, and yeah. then we go and here are the songs that I are already written. Here's the 10 okay. or 11 songs. We have first two days, bass and drums. Yes. Get that yeah. out of the way so we don't yeah. have to worry about it. Okay. And then, which is great if you're trying to be manage your time, but uh-huh. the reason why it was so much, and that's how I'd always done it, because you're, you're, you're booking this time in the studio and you want to get it done in this time frame because uh-huh. you're trying to get everyone together and it's everyone's expensive, scheduled. That kind expensive. Of stuff. You yeah. want to you you know, set a budget on it. Uh-huh. So you have to be more... You have to maybe sacrifice being an artist and letting yeah. things happen in the moment so you <laughs> can be exactly like checklists, like drums, bass, yes. okay, moving on, let's not forget. Yes. And then it becomes like this factory thing. And oh, because wow. of that, I never thought of it that way. And it was, all, it was always fun. And however, you know, I love the records I made yeah. with Barbie and Vandenberg and Matt. and Being in the studio and is being in the studio. I love being you in know? the studio. Yeah. But yeah. this was the first time... And also just the writing, like, I don't want to waste my time. I've heard stories of the Queens of the Stone Age, like when they made Aero Vulgaris. They just uh-huh. crafted that in the studio, just living yeah. in the studio. And I was like, man, that must be nice to One go day. into a studio cold yeah. <laughs> and just, yeah. like, fuck around yeah. and see if he can't come up. And if not, like, you've watched that Beatles documentary. Oh, I've watched it. They're, right. <laughs> they're they're, they're there for, they're for 12 <laughs> days working on a song because, yeah. or they go, like, Oh, we don't feel like doing anything that's going on. It's like, that'd be amazing. Yes, that'd be great. But for us, it's like, damn, we just lost $600, right. you know what I mean, or 800 bucks. So, like, the Tom, so the Tommy thing was, you know, and Tommy, you know, he was doing, you know, the way he was charging, he was doing, was charging per song. Okay, that's so a good like, you know, And which, which is great. Like, luckily, I wasn't too much of a diva about anything. Yeah. But, and he, if he's saying that, and I think he's changed it since then, but like that means <laughs> that means it could be like twenty different like revisions like from yes. the artist. Like I'm not happy with this and like so yeah. but either way, um it was really just the way we did it and also, you know, we went in with one song, we started uh-huh. the day off, you can focus on that song all day, you're not thinking about tracking other stuff and you just uh-huh. leave with it. And the song itself, you know, kind yeah. of I feel like it made me step up as a writer because Ooh, okay. I don't want to go into a room for an entire day and put all this energy into something mm-hmm. that maybe I don't think is that great. Yeah, like you had to show up with songs in a way, right? Mm-hmm. And how 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 far out in advance were these written? Like, do, are you meaning that they were written the night before, kind of, pretty much? I think I wrote not if but when when I had COVID. <laughs> um, so it was just in there, and I just kind of sent it to Tommy. It's like, yeah. well, let's get everyone together, and yeah. then because that was the first time we did it, and then spoilers. It's like, okay, I wrote this song. Yeah. But fairly quickly, sent time with them. and was like, let's get everyone to do it. And then we're like, okay, well, let's do this again. I'm starting kind of looking at my um, kind of list of ideas and song titles. And uh-huh. like starting to like maybe form me like, oh, I might grab this song now. Cause gotcha. And, Stuff and, in the vault kind of. Right. And once yeah. we were halfway through the record and realized that the way we wanted the record to be was in the order of the tunes. Because not if, but when, when you hear it is a very, um, it's a very chill song. Okay. And maybe not. And then. If you've heard spoilers, it's a little more yeah. like crazy. So still got that lighthearted thing going on. There, yeah, absolutely. You know, to me at least, absolutely. You kind of always have that lighthearted yeah. thing, easy a breezy. Bit. Type yeah, thing. which I like. It's yeah. like not funny per se, but right. it's got that like uh, irony to it or something. I don't know. Yeah. I think I think l- all l- your l- title. little wink and a nod, yeah, some pop, yeah. old pop stuff. Yeah, and then I try to be dark with the lyrics. Or at yeah, least like um, what's the B side to Lisa Simpson Fangs? I'm, Horror movie plot. That one's a little darker, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I like that one too, though. Absolutely. I, that song, I remember there's a, um, the intro, uh-huh. it's like an acoustic, very slow acoustic piece. Um, and I had come up with that intro a long time ago. I remember okay. when Matt Martin and Taylor Cotton were oh, working really? on some Hefner track, I'm yeah. sorry, some Wonderwall tracks Way back. for, um, for that album, Sleep Tight, Social Light. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, I was like, hey, guys, have this riff if you want to use it. It was yeah. like a fast rock version of the horror movie plot riff. And mm-hmm. they were like, that, that's nice. And then they, <laughs> that's they cool. didn't use it. And then I never showed them anything ever again. Um, I just kind of sat there and ate candy. Um, but, and I, but I always liked that riff. And yeah. while we were going through the process of making the record, I was just kind of seeing what I have or like, 
again, like the whole process with Tommy getting Elijah, it felt like just like a vacation of just like going in there and just like in all three of them super invested in the song yeah. and super interested in like everyone producing, everyone's playing and singing. Cause, it, Cause they're not even like hired guns per se. It's like, they right. would just really want to make that record with you. If I had to guess, you know what I mean? Yes. Especially given the 2020 now, if it was 2022 and it happened, uh-huh. cause those are some busy boys now. Yeah, they are. They're well, good I, for them. You know? You're right. Good for them. Yeah. I got grandfathered in. So, yeah. so good, for, good for me. <laughs> I think that's awesome when you can, I mean, all the stuff you talk about stuff I've been thinking about lately is like, we have done exactly what you just said, which is get the minimum amount of studio time and do as many fucking songs as you can in one right. day. That's like realistic, you know? Mm-hmm. And like, if you get it, you get it. You know, there's no experimentation in the studio on my end yeah. yet, you know? Yeah. I never want to do it uh, other than like the studio. We're going uh-huh. in to do a song. And, yes. and if, and if you happen to crush it, then maybe have another song ready in the chamber, yes. but you're serving that song and you don't leave until that one's done and then yeah. like maybe you might go back after mixing if you had to maybe tighten up some stuff but uh-huh. but to devote if you can like really if you're devoting one song and yeah. you're, you're you're present in that moment then a you, you allow for some magic to happen with yeah. whatever some short sort of changes or you're, you're just very present and yeah. that's to me the closest to feeling like an artist where <laughs> you can just kind of one song at a yeah. time focus on it and let it kind of breathe I think there's something to be said for that, man. Very well put. I think, um, like, just being focused on anything. When you've got one thing that you've got to do, and like, you don't have to do everything else. There's just something to be said about that. I think so. Very well put. And it's very hard to, spe- um, yeah. to do, you know, with musicians, especially you know, in this town, like everyone's doing and playing and making great things, but uh-huh. it's not everyone's like main job. Exactly. Except yeah. for if you want to do well, that you need to treat it like your main job. You pretty much do, right? It'd, it'd be hard to like be too distracted on it like you can only chase it so far if you're working right you know, and I, i'm obviously at the point in my life where i like to play a few shows a year yeah. and i love but the most focus i'm probably gonna put on is just stuff anything i can do in athens atlanta or just recording i kind of think of you as a studio guy in that way yeah. as, as a songwriter in that way like I, if i had to guess you're one of those people that like you're always writing a song even when you're out of the industry, right? Absolutely. There's always something to work at a record or something in the back of your head or even Absolutely. a song, you know, right? I, I mean, I always like look at my notepad and kind of whittling down yeah. from what were 19 ideas to 10 yeah. ideas. And with this record, it, it started to be like, you know, we were on the fifth song, but I had, I was starting to narrow down what, you know, the entire 11 songs would be. And then uh-huh. as we started getting closer to it, I was like, well, I know track, 10 i know it's baseline it's chorus yeah but i haven't written the song but i have a general idea that it's going to be a great second to last wow. song so i okay. won't finish that one until that day oh, okay. and then there were there were two songs on the record that just started straight up as titles yeah and i texted the guys saying hey i'm gonna have these three hours where i'm just going to make myself write a song yeah. so do you want me to do a song called furrow brow mm-hmm. or a song called um or pear plum blues yeah and then they would just pick it and go, okay, so that's the direction I'll, I'll go. Like, <laughs> that's might cool. Have had like a, and, and just like play games with myself. Yeah. To and, make it. And that was successful fun. for you. That's how you wrote one of the one or two of those tracks. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think, I mean, of course, if they said the opposite, then be completely different yeah. and the world would be upside down. <laughs> it but, would. It but would. It, but I do know in that moment, the way I wrote would have been completely uh-huh. different than doing another day. And I'm very, to me, the songs feel very completed. And I'm very satisfied with them. So. You know, playing that game and having it come out like, huh, I can't believe I got away with that. Just like it, having yeah. fun. Yeah, because like all the singles text. have been consecutive sounding. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it all seems like the same general vibe. Was there any, like, vibe conversation? Oh, like, for sure. Like, yeah? as we started, like, as we kept going, like, okay, so we know. I started, I, I don't know why, but I was feeling very, like, you know, the whimsical thing. Like, uh-huh. on every track on the record, because the first three, there was, there's moments where I'm just going, like, la, 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 or just, yeah. like, just show Tony just like uh, like just like non-lyrical yeah. some sort of like hook kind of thing yeah just Melody. like singing along not part of the song just kind okay. of humming along to the song like yeah. it's easy breezy like sunshine yeah feel because during that time you know COVID and everything there was uh-huh. a lot of walking around <laughs> there was, was getting of, some outdoors a lot of walking around and listening to music or uh-huh. thinking about music and just like writing a lot of, you know just taking that vibe in. and I'm yeah. I'm prior to COVID and I'm not saying I'm that much different now, but I was definitely more of an indoor cat. Uh-huh. Okay. Pre-COVID. Yeah. But then... It changed things. Yeah. You know, I 
definitely enjoyed my enjoy my walks now yeah. being outside which well, they're therapeutic man yes, there's that, something absolutely. to be said about a good walk as well absolutely and yeah. and during, so that was just kind of the vibe i wanted to emulate and honestly the personality of the guys i was working with it yeah. was like very very easy positive going. vibes easy going yeah. and um passionate yeah that, that makes total sense and you can i guess you can kind of hear that sort of stuff in the record like i mentioned earlier like none of it's like debbie downer if that makes right. sense like you've always got that like uh, lighthearted, like bounce thing to it. Yeah. I don't know. It's great. I, I love listening to it. And we were talking about the Beatles a lot, yeah. and we were trying to find as many noises as we could Ooh, put in there, okay. and just find like weird percussion stuff. Yeah. And like it, there was very, we spent a lot of time on the percussion stuff, and we spent the drums sound great. Uh, I love the drum sound, dude. I've been fortunate to play with a lot of great drummers yeah. and record with a lot of great drummers, but the Gideon thing, like the drums sound great. Yeah. Not, but not only because you know Gideon is practicing learning from Tommy and Tommy's obviously a great engineer uh-huh. but the way we basically wrote these like I, I might have come with the song okay written musically and lyrically but you know everyone like we birth like Paraplum Blues was a more of acoustic like downer thing and then we rocked okay. it out and because oh, it rocks made, now. made sense for the for the four of us so everyone yeah. just kind of putting their input in like it was definitely a true like everyone's like really producing and everyone's putting their own touch on it and we kept talking about the Beatles we yeah. kept talking about those early Beatles influences uh-huh. yeah and like doing a lot of like whispering on top of vocals I heard or, some whispers or, in there or yeah. just like you know Elijah maybe like jumping in and out to double track like to, yeah. to double my vocal and it's very subtle like if you listen uh-huh. to it but like it just kind of fills the room giving some space and yeah it's I, I'd it's wondered cool. how much on the drum sound that was like one of the things I wrote down to ask you about I know it's a little nerdy and all but um, I was like, how much of the drum sound is Gideon and how much of it is Tommy? Or is it both? It's, it's probably got, both, It's right? got to be both. got to be both. Because, you know, Gideon, you know, I'm not a drummer. I love the drums. And I, <laughs> I do, do have, too. like, we kept, it wasn't an argument uh-huh. because, you know, Gideon and I didn't know each other that well then. Yeah. So I didn't want to be like, don't fucking do that. <laughs> uh, but he was doing a lot of, like, ghost notes yeah. and his snare heads. Okay, okay. And, and I, I don't really have any general rule, but for some reason, these songs, he would, he, like, when we were starting something, I was like, I love what you're doing. Don't do any ghost notes. Gotcha, gotcha. Just, like, straight hit. And he's like, yeah. okay. Uh-huh. And then and then he tell you wanted to do the ghost note, but he didn't. Um, and, and it worked. Uh-huh. And then the next song just happens to be he's trying to ghost. And I was like, ah, I'm sorry, no ghost <laughs> notes. Um, but so he's really good at, like, well, we were just, like, shaping the song, and, like, okay. he's got a great memory. Because yeah. what you need, especially if the song's changing a bunch and like you're trying to catch this feeling, like, oh, don't forget, don't forget. Luckily, yeah. we're recording, too, in case we forget something. But then Tommy's like, you know, Tommy's miking everything. I know uh-huh. Gideon's absorbing it, but I think, I mean, a lot of it's Tommy. And Tommy's a drummer himself. He played a lot of drums at the first Hotel Fiction record. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. he's um, he's a fantastic drummer, and he obviously makes There was one of them that I know. I wrote it down. Let me check right quick. Um, I think it was My Time in the Sunshine that I wrote great drum intro oh, right that oh, i was yeah. like that snare pop is just riding man oh, i yeah. love that yeah i think just tommy turn up the gain and yeah and i love the drums in my time in the sunshine or it's probably my favorite part of the record yeah um just how gideon like just all these little hooks and callbacks uh-huh. and you can really get a lot of just from the drum track and we set you know half of the record was recorded to click half of uh-huh. it wasn't okay and half of it was like piece to, or, what was like, the decision making on that like uh which ones were which just, just vibe? depends on which yeah just based okay. on the song or like the final track sun cancer which we made a music video for that will release probably in october sweet, late october man. Sweet. that we made with carmen smith yeah um who also filmed us doing some live sessions that were Carmen. That name sounds familiar. Doesn't He's he play? Drummer from um, okay. Cloudland and sometimes plays that's drums. It. From yeah, Hotel he came Fiction. in with you that one time. Yeah, that's yeah, it. He's that's Coldplay it. Yeah. as drummer. Yes, that's it. I'm sorry, um, Carmen. I forgot. No, for name for a second. He's the Carmen. The Carmen. The Carmen. Yes. The Carmen. Okay. Um, but I was saying, oh, for Sun Cancer, I I wrote the song, and that was like. I've been really listening to this Robert Palmer song uh-huh. called um, Johnny and Mary. Johnny and Mary? I don't it, think I know it. It's, if you heard it, you'd, you'd recognize it. It's very 80s sounding, but it's not like Robert Palmer addicted to the love. It's very like... Okay. And uh-huh. this crazy sense. Yeah. I was like, I want to have this like 80s sound mixed okay. with this like folky Elliot Smith thing we've been working on yeah. for the whole record. And... and Again, that was the last track we did. So it was by that time we'd 
we were super comfortable with each other, comfortable enough to where we're like, let's create some problems for ourselves <laughs> that we'll have to get to dig ourselves out of. Okay. And, and such as what? Like, what do you mean by that? Know, like the title track, Somewhere Sideways, Same As You. Okay. I want um, because it's not out yet, right? No, it's it, on the album. Yes, on the record. It, okay. It's on the title track, and I wrote it, and we were starting to kind of gro- groove to it, uh-huh. but then like the next part, it's like you have to completely change it up, so we can't do the click, and then we, and it was it wasn't flowing well, so we had like Tommy had to like transpose the click to go to a different time thing Uh-oh. for different things, and then for the last like chorus, we like we couldn't go back to the way the first chorus was, so we. <laughs> had to make it fit within that time and okay. and now we're practicing the song live we're like man that's kind of genius that yeah. we did that except for we did it because you needed we to. had to Ooh, interesting. or the song wouldn't sound right that's that studio experimentation y'all are right. too and man. then we have songs that were just like no click yeah. just rock it out rock and roll okay yeah. i'd wonder this is i'm gonna ask you a few more questions and i'm gonna get my man garrett in here you see him hiding over there oh a few more we're gonna get the cardoso in here man uh i wanted to ask okay so what was their involvement in the first record with like cut of my jib and all that did they they played on a lot of that right so cut of my um that was from problematic to the people that was my third solo record okay after a few um like a few years off and i made that with vandenberg and matt martin and throughout that entire time like tommy get on the record he gets like he gets like ghost produce or a ghost like <laughs> like mix or like producer or something because literally yeah. like Matt sent me a mix. I would try and like try and understand what I even thought about because I don't really uh-huh. speak that language. And I would send it to Tommy's like, just t- tell me what you think. Yeah. And then like we go back and forth in it because I want to be very clear and um, explain myself to to Matt with the uh-huh. mix. And, and Matt knows what he's doing too. Like you know, with Matt it's like one or two. Uh, one or two what's the word one or two um DB? Rough, r- one or two rough mixes okay, okay gotcha, and it's like gotcha. hey this is ready to go yeah um not many changes with those guys or tommy uh-huh. and but um what was the question i'm sorry uh, <laughs> hell of an- oh i was asking their involvement on the first record because yeah, okay so tommy was very much like he was my guy that i could like like just like nerd out and like okay. and like feel like we were just having a conversation about it. and then so tommy played Tommy sang on the first track, I'm Not Human, and, and okay. I think that was it. And then didn't know Gideon then, and I think Elijah, he was in one of the music videos, but yeah. he wasn't, um, you know, he just like listened to the record or stuff. But, yeah. you know, we've been, like, we're working on Elijah's new record. Um, oh, exciting. That, uh, you know, Tommy's producing and yeah. engineering, and and I'm, you know, kind of junior, 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 junior producer uh, uh-huh. on it. And I've, uh, you know, co-written some songs with, with oh, Elijah really? on cool. it, which is awesome. And I got to play bass on one of his new songs, which Sick. is the first time I've recorded bass for a yeah. song. But like, yeah, so the cut of my jib, problematic for the people era, that was just like, we were just kind of friends and enjoying each other's music yeah. then. I guess what the reason I ask is like I'm trying to figure out when it becomes the sunshine. You know what I mean? It when became, does that come? When is what is the logic behind that and all that? When the first song was written, you know, Tommy and like it was just kind of we kept talking about it, like I'd love to record with you. Yeah, love to record with you. Yeah, um, and both of us and and Elijah plays with Tommy and obviously Elijah's okay. a great player and Tommy plays with Elijah. Elijah's a great player and, and Elijah and I, you know, I, I feel like. Kind of kindred spirits as far as songwriters go. Okay, okay. Um, I could see that, but he's way better. And, <laughs> Stop. But uh, he is the great Athens songwriter. I'll is, give him that title. That's that's great, what I've been trying to get people to call he's him. He's the greatest. The great. Yeah. I'm just the, the greatest I'm hits just, creator. I'm just the second greatest. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll take no, that. No, <laughs> but so it, it was natural. Like wanted to work with Tommy, one Elijah there because we uh-huh. uh, would hang out, and you know Elijah worked at the theater too. And I remember we I remember. would all you know hang out, but. So I had this one song. I was like, "Let's do it," and then yeah. we show up, and then I didn't even know Gideon was coming. He's like, "Oh yeah, we told Gideon to come." I was like, "Cool, sweet." And it's like that one day and that one thing, and we and then track one, track two, track three, uh-huh. track four. I think Tommy was like, "This sounds like sunshine, like on on my face, or whatever." And then sunshine, and, exactly, and then like realized like <laughs> su- su- that that theme kept coming up, and then it was like. You know, it was originally going to call the record "My Time in the Sunshine," but then yeah. my friends in Susto, who uh, they never like, they would have never known anyway. But then uh-huh. they released a record that, that was going to be called, they announced a record called "Time in the Sun." I was like, "Damn it, <laughs> beat you to it, I, man!" And so I'm just going to save it as a title track. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And um, and then somewhere sideways, same as you, which Tommy wanted to be the title track, and yeah. it does feel like kind of the theme of the record that that 
that song. So okay. um, it, that became that's a cool title. I feel like all your titles had like like uh, I think Parablum Blues is a great title. Like Thank I that I'm like much. I was like, how does he come up with this shit? I'm like, that's great. You know what I mean? Because I think it's, like, it's because I have like a slight grasp of what's going on, but I never really retain anything. So I hear <laughs> something and I rem- yeah. misremember it because yeah. like Parablum Blues is just like. It's just sound like the holidays. It it's does, like holidays. yeah. Like I, like anybody else would just call it like you know something blues, you know, like just like a regular, and you'd be like, oh, it's a sad song or something. But pear plum blues, it's just yeah. like, damn, that's a great title. Because it also yeah. doesn't mean anything, but it could mean everything. Could yeah. whoever's listening. That's to it. it. Very yeah. uh, trying to be very Arctic Monkeys. Yeah. Oh, what, on, on that for a brief moment, what do you think about the new Mon- Monkeys track? I enjoy it. Have you I, listened to it? I enjoy it too, and yeah. I keep making this mistake with the Arctic Monkeys. Like when Tranquility Base Hotel and Casino yeah. came out, I was expecting like some rock and yeah. I wanted uh, that's what I wanted so expected when I listened to AM2, it expected AM2 yeah AM2 or even like Favorite Worst Nightmare yeah. or Suckin' and See and Can't I'm like, a huge you. fan and when I heard it I was like oh, that's not what I'm in the mood for and then uh. I was like I was pissed and then I would go back and listen again I was like oh this is the greatest record ever and that's how I did the same thing and, the then, same thing. and then so when this new single came out I was like okay yeah. remember what you learned from yeah. last time because yeah. I hate I, I try not to like make a judgment on something because I yeah. know usually by the third or fourth time I hear it, it'll I can, be different, right? Uh-huh. But I was like, okay, don't screw this up again. I listened yeah. to the song the first time. I was like, I don't really like it, uh-huh. and then I was like, okay, and I wait a few hours and listen again. I was like, this is brilliant. It's crazy, it's man, isn't amazing. it? It's, it sounds to me like Tranquility Base Hotel, but like a little less weird almost. Yeah. At that, but I like Tranquility now. Oh, I like yeah. four four out of five and all the songs. Oh, Star Trek, I like is that. So good. I know that's my the best one so on there. I think by singing that song like all yeah. day. Because I did the same thing. I listened to Tranquility. I was like, I don't know. This shit's a little weirder than I liked it to be. And then like six months later, I listened. I was like, damn, they like literally picked like a concept and like absolutely executed it perfectly. She looks like fun is like one of the greatest rock songs. I don't think I know that. That's like one of those third to last tracks. Third to last? But so good. And there's also a new song. I don't remember the name. Uh-huh. Another new Arctic Monkey song that they haven't released, but it's not like on YouTube. Okay, you watch I've been watching their live sets a lot. Awesome. Is it? New song. Yeah, I can't wait. Okay, can't sweet, wait for new sweet. record. They never miss. They never miss. They do. Let's get this young man in here now. We don't. We don't talk about the monkeys a little bit. I want to get some some Garrett co-host questions. You want to pull up this chair, Garrett? See if that guy is comfy for you. Would you like a beer or anything? You sure? We talked a lot about having Garrett on here to co-host some episodes. Let me go. Let me make sure you're in frame. You guys chat for a second. Good to see him. Yes. Dude, I've become in love with EC Honey. Yes. They're one of my favorite bands. Like, I, I've seen them in, like, the, like, in the names of, like, all, you know, all the bands that are touring it, and I knew I would get around to them eventually. I knew, like, that, spoiler alert, um, <laughs> well-kept well and EC Honey will be playing at um, the 40 Watt in, on October 27th. I haven't seen them yet. I hear nothing Look but good that. things from the st- from the students. I've, and I've heard nothing that's but fantastic. good things, but like that song, um, "Steady" and "Vertigo." That's like my yeah. Jam. They just, they, I think that was two uh, singles ago. Yeah, two singles ago. Um, no, their stuff's great. They're great dudes. Yeah. I definitely have gotten a lot of time this year to get to know them a little bit yeah. more. I was on the road with them. It was a two week run, so not a whole lot, but. I, I've seen them a bunch this year, and yeah. so I, I've gotten pretty close. To They've them. got They're a cool good. Instagram vibe look thing going on that I'm good. Kinda, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of yours. Yeah. Well, I mean, some of the recent photography is definitely mine. I will say the TikTok game that they've stepped up on. Mm-hmm. Uh, is their tour manager Brendan McGlone. Is really? Darby is one of the guitarists and does vocals as well. Okay. His brother tour manages for them. So mm. shout out to Brendan. But uh, What's he, Darby's last name? McGlone. Okay. Yeah, they're from up northeast, like Massachusetts area. And then a couple of them are from like Tennessee. They're but, an Atlas artist, right? Yeah, they are. Okay. You know what? They, uh, I'll, I'll have to introduce you. Please do. To I want to have them on here. Yeah, that would be, be cool. sweet. I'll be see cool. if I can get that set. Yeah, it seems like all the Atlas uh, artists, I don't know how much you keep up with it, but I'd love oh. to see Hefner on Atlas. I think that would be great, but I don't know how interested. Trying, well, Garrett and I have yeah. a master plan. <laughs> we do have a master plan, <laughs> and a lot of that's going to be quiet now. Okay, okay. okay. We, can, we can't give too much away here, but <laughs> but we're we're going to be introducing the two bands here very soon in, in this city of ours that we love. So we hopefully love that uh, that goes well, and yeah. we'll make sweet sweet musical love with those yes, boys. Let's very, do it, man. Yeah. A lot more. Garrett, do you have any questions for Drew? I know how long have you guys known each other? Um, let's see. I I guess I was introduced to you probably by Canon. Okay. Um, 
um, because I think Cannon's introduced me to just about everybody. Right. He's, he's a good good introducer. So that was probably a little over a year ago. So okay. probably a year and a half ago. Yeah. So not you know not that long that I've yeah. started to get to know. It doesn't take long to long to in feel music like, years. Yeah, yeah, I suppose so. It feels years. like about five years or so. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but I I mean. I can't say enough good things about this guy, man. He's he's yeah. uh, he's connected me with a lot of people, as he yeah. does for all of his people. He's connected me with a lot of people. Yeah, that's good. It's, um, you know, Garrett, like right out the gate, like talk about inspiration for like some focus. Yeah, and talking about that earlier. Obviously, great personality. Easy to uh, along with, easy on the eyes. Um, very, um, but also very talented. Agreed. And I've, nev- <laughs> I've never seen. I'm never, and I'm not blowing smoke. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I'm, I worked at the theater for about eight years yep. and a lot of photographers in and out. Great photos. Mm. It's a very photographic place. I've never seen a photographer light up that room like you do. Thanks, I, I don't even know how, how you do it, but like from the well-kept shows from yeah. that Hefner future bird show, that was like, that's art. It's Thanks, awesome. man. I really appreciate it. And that, those well-kept photos are some of my favorite ones that I've yeah. I've probably ever had. And same with I the like Hefner those. show, even. Yeah. That, that was such a fun time. I mean, to both of those bands, you know, they, they have such a good stage presence. And good look. Also, I just happen to really like their music. Right. So, like, those are the two <laughs> things that I ask for. Like, when you enjoy the music <laughs> and, you're part of, and you're, you're basically, like, a part of the show. And what's really cool, a lot of it, and there's a lot of negative feelings that one could have about the social media, like, stuff yeah. and yes. how, how yeah. necessary it is. But, like... In your side of things, it's, yeah. it's like one of the few things where, like, I'm on Instagram, I'm looking through stuff where I don't feel like I'm being brainwashed. Because, sure. like, seeing yeah. good quality, like, band photos and live yeah, stuff, I agree. Like, it's really cool to capture that. I mean, and I don't know, can't say enough good things about this guy and, like, the quality of work. And it's, it's, it's important. And it I seems, like, it seems like the, photo- it's really cool. Like the concert photographer is having more of like a resurgence than I feel like yeah. it did like three years ago. It's weird. Cause like Garrett, it, we, you so quickly went from just someone I met at Smith's old bar who was hired by somebody else to like, very right. common yeah. uh, story among a yes. bunch of people that I from that with. to like, literally like, okay, this guy is the best guy in town. <laughs> like there's nobody committed to the craft like you. So good well, for you, man. Thanks good man. That's you. like, that's really, that is definitely the, the main thing I try and focus on. It's just, it's just to be as uh, you know, laser focused about it as, as, as I can because I'm so uh-huh. passionate about it you know what I mean yeah it's my favorite thing right. like I think about it yeah. all the time I think That's about great. ways that I can improve I I definitely am like a fan of it too yeah you which know is what I mean? huge there's plenty you, of how could you not be there. right you and, know what I mean? and also in music and, you can meet people who you know there's people who make music for money and I mean yeah. talking about like you know even if you're just going to do like cover gigs, which there's nothing wrong with cover gigs, and especially uh-huh. if you're having a good time. But you sure. know, you meet some people who are just like not happy to be playing music, or mm-hmm. they're just doing yeah. it just for the dollar. Yeah, and that's great. I mean, that's the dream is to make music or do something in the industry you love and make right. money for it. But it needs to be something that you would do no matter what. And, yeah, and, and, exactly. and very immediately, like that's what you are. Like you're there because you want to be there. You're not just like. I'm a photographer. I charge um, X amount of dollars. Like, please, yeah. like, you find the bands you want. You reach out to them. You, um, you know, it's. There's some people that are like, I guess kind of what I, what I say of this, what you're saying is like, there's some people that are in the industry and then there's some people that are the industry. Do you get Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like there's people that are, that are present in the music scene and there are people that are living it. I like to think of you two in that category. It's really cool to like, for someone to like text me and say, you know, I need someone for this or whatever, and then just like not only have an answer for them, but mm-hmm. one that you're confident of. Like, this sure. Yeah, this is the guy. This like, guy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, and I think early on when I first started to meet everybody here, uh-huh. I started to like really value like the connections that I was making with people, and that's like obviously like it's a people business yeah. with photography specifically, for sure. Especially the kind that I do, because you know that's network the only, is everything. Only you're, you're good I at this too, though. Drew is a great network, like putting people in touch, like well, having his feet tapped in, kind of. Yeah, and I guess where I'm getting with that is that the relationships that I make or that Mm -hmm. I have made are part of the reason why I'm still able to like keep going. And I I place such an importance on making a good relationship with people because, Hmm. like I said, that's that's how you get return business first of all. (laughs) And it also makes you feel like you're part of something versus absolutely yes. Like you know, you want a good paying gig, but if it's for someone whose music you're not into or someone who's a jerk or yeah, yeah. And I definitely like I was I was just talking to somebody about this earlier today. There's been a, a few times where like 
I've felt like I was doing a gig just to make some money. And I feel like that's okay to do every now and then, but like, I really do try and make sure that what I'm doing makes me happy. And that, that, goes all the way down to like the music that I'm taking photos of like yeah. and of course you like open yourself up for like being surprised you're like I would like this absolutely. before I met someone that I didn't think I would or like well, yeah. being you know balancing for sure. Yeah. What's so. you, have you ever shot a Baskin show? Yeah, actually, I have, and I, I believe that's kind of yeah. That's yeah, that was our introduction. Because Cannon plays in Elijah, and that's yeah. what it was. And so that's one thing that Garrett. It was Garrett Smith's did. old bar, baby. <laughs> it was Classic. the Elijah show because I'm pretty sure you played that yeah. that same Elijah, bill. Elijah, us, and Annie, and it's one of those yep. things like Garrett starting out was like, all right, I'm doing this gig, and then he hit up. He's like, hey. Uh, or no, he didn't even say anything. He just took a few shots and yeah. sent them to me smart. after the show. Show on like, the work first. Yeah. Already, I like that. Like, that's already so smart. For, yeah. Anyway, he, he would do that for a few hours. Like when, if a band was hiring him and he gets there and there's other artists, he takes a few and sends it to yeah. him if he likes it. Yeah. And like, they'll, they'll at least post it because they're yes. going to good good photos. I, I love yeah. that because it's like, hey, here's what I do. And like, obviously your work speaks for itself. It's like, it's like, okay, these pictures are badass. You know, like then they'll hire you instead of like, Oh, I'm not fucking snapping any pics if they don't yeah. give but me the five, fucking full Five rate. years ago, I don't think it was as crucial for You don't a think band. so? No, no, no. I think five years ago wasn't as crucial for a band to have a photographer on the road. Ooh, that's but an interesting it thought. Is, okay. It's, it's been really interesting. So uh, back in the day, let me just pick your brain on this for a second if you don't mind. Um, I guess, yeah, I never thought about that. It would have been like a like a luxury, I guess. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, we don't, we don't really need to photograph this because where are you going to post it at? Except for Facebook or whatever. Yeah. But would you agree to that? Or what Absolutely. was it like back then? I was mean, district attorneys touring with photographers, videographers? No, yeah. no. And we, we, when we toured, which you know, we we weren't like super, super on the road, but we made the up to New York and up to South That's by pretty back going. and forth a, That's a going. few times over a few years. And you know, we post a little bit on Instagram, post a little on Facebook, and just take photos of each other. Yeah, just kind of goofing off, not really. You know, we probably stopped like right when Instagram was getting really heavy and gotcha. Spotify was getting really heavy. So yeah, yeah. Those, we didn't really have those tools, but we, you know, we would post photos of us on the road, or if someone took a picture of us, they just post it on Facebook and share. Yeah. But like, really, was an emphasis on quality. Interesting. And now there definitely is. Yeah. Like and the, now, the now top tier bands have the top tier photographers. It's, it's one of those like things about this industry that's that's become a thing now is that you have to have such an online presence and like. The more photos you yeah. have and the more like visual content you have, I yeah, think. So I hate that word content, but it's what it is. <laughs> I say it a lot. You know, you're I mean, going to have to do it as much as you do it. Ideally, it's something that you're feeling good about. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, and I, I think a lot of bands are inclined to like find their, especially on the bigger levels, they yeah. find their person and mm-hmm. they stick to that person for I've a few years because, yeah. and I think we talked about this when I was uh-huh. with you last. Is I that remember. When do you like, establish or photography is an intimate thing sometimes especially yeah. on the road and like trying to get tour photography is way more than just the show exactly it's getting all the other like the moments before going on yeah. or like the hangs kind yeah, of it, all of, that right? stuff you know yeah. what i mean so like the it's a, such an intimate thing so if you have a stranger with you it's going to be kind of awkward and like Weird. you may not get the result that you want you know gotcha. most of the time so people may be shy of, if they don't know a photographer they may be shy to bring one along because yeah. it's such people, an awkward thing so people realize there's such a difference in quality between you know 90 percent of a good photo versus <laughs> yeah yeah like th- that, it, it sticks little, out i think it does little you know details there's little details that yeah. that, that extra push to just send something like and the more time you spend with somebody yeah the better it gets and that's kind of what i preach about being with the stews all yeah. the time is and that I, seems to be your you artist you can look back over the last year and see how things have changed yeah. and like I feel like what I'm giving them these days or what they're putting out with right. the relationship I mean, that I have with them is so much better. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I kind of, I really do, it's so much fun with that, that, um, you know, relationship. Yeah, you guys be, are like, like that homies, dynamic yeah. is the word yeah. I was looking for is like, just they, if they see me during a set, they will do something, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. or they won't, and I'll just make sure I, I do my thing. But like, it's all the other stuff too, man. Like Preston's yeah. sitting on a, a bed somewhere, just playing a guitar, and I'm walking by, and I'll just Snap stop one. and grab, and he won't even stop what he's doing. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? If it was a stranger, anymore. he'd probably be like, "What's this?" 
What's going on? Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, he just it makes it weird, doesn't it? Is it candid, a true moment? I mean, yeah. that's, that's all we want in music or art, yeah. right? That's yeah. something that feels real. That's the stuff you want to look back on, I yeah. think. It was interesting because after the studio show, Garrett, I was thinking about it, and I was like, honestly, like you kind of just like, no matter what your place is in the industry, you kind of just have to be like a good hang. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, the yeah. stews had us opening, but honestly, we were there just to like hang. Do you know what I mean? Like, it yeah. was like a good time. And same thing with you. Like, you would not be getting hired if you weren't a good hang before the show. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah man. Absolutely. If they didn't want me around, they definitely, definitely, Blake would not keep me around if that boy didn't <laughs> Love like that me. Guy. So, uh, yeah. it's, it's one of those things, man. Like, I, I, I have spent so much time with them. They've, yeah. they've become such close friends to me. So, it's, it's yeah. so easy to be out with them and rough it and get robbed and all the all the things <laughs> all the you know what i mean stuff. and but, we can still know, have a good time and yes. it's great and you can turn that those lemons into lemonade yeah exactly which, you know, which, on, which on has social media stuff and right raising money yeah, yeah smart yeah. let's shift it back over right quick i want to get a little more depth on drew because we do have a certain timeline let's see what's that we got we got a few more minutes. sweet oh uh, you said eight fifteen, right yeah sweet oh we got plenty of time my wife totally <laughs> Let's ask Drew some questions, Garrett. I kind of want to get more context on this new record that's coming out. So you did a lot of singles. Uh-huh. Would, would Lisa Simpson Fangs be considered a single for this one, or is that last? That was before period? Sunshine, it, it, wasn't it? Right? Right? I mean, was it was that still a called the Sunshine, but we, we really didn't like announce it. And by we, I mean like from my bathroom on my yeah. Instagram, yeah. like posting about something. But this might not make sense, but to me, those are the most. Uh, man, my mic's clicking. Um, what was the name? It's those are the most problematic sounding songs on yeah. the record. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, for sure. They're last very, there's almost. A lot, lot of chaos and those yeah. those two songs are smack dab in the middle of recording. It's kind yes. of like a snapshot gotcha. of like us getting comfortable yeah. and starting to kind of like weird out and um, uh-huh. get a little more experimental. But we recorded the record. I started recording the record when I finished recording uh-huh. the problematic for the people. So was getting mixes of that, getting the art the videos and stuff for that. Okay. And then like kind of slow, like we recorded this record November grinding of 2020 and April of 2021. It was just like okay. kind of spread out. One song, yeah. like 11 days spread out over uh-huh. six months. And, and and so come, and I think I released Problematic for the People in July of 2021. Okay. So the okay. record was already done, we mixed it by October of 2021. I just want to release like two songs. Gotcha. Just to, just to continue releasing stuff. Yeah. And then Knowing, knowing that they weren't really like singles in my mind yeah. but I mean what's a single anyway what's I mean, a single especially a single? for a very very I like the way you did that like the B-side thing I think the I think yeah. B-sides are cool you I know? mean I love the art I just love the artwork I just yeah. love, I love, love like releasing stuff and giving it some focus and that's why for a minute I wasn't really that keen on making another record because uh-huh. I just want to release a song or two at a time but then we made this record with Tommy Elijah and Gideon it feels just to me it feels so complete and feels like something that is a story yeah. from beginning to end just musically so you know I, I don't, it, like we released a lot of singles sprouts because you know we want to have content out there and uh-huh. I, I do want to talk about all these songs because it I mean if you if you do listen to me if you do like my music I would love, love to share and talk about like yeah. as many of these tunes as possible I think it's impressive that you managed to pull off 11 tracks over a pretty widespread of time yeah. that are consecutive sounding because like I find myself like changing eras like in months you know it's like alright that doesn't really fit the EP you know that's what I mean the thing, like the nature of the songs being written so quickly and not like I wasn't even living with the songs more yeah. than a day or two before bringing it to the guys and we just kind of cemented so I was yeah. so I was like oh no 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 it, it must be a ballad or it must be a rocker it's like gotcha. oh, take it to where we all were like this is awesome yeah just move on and no, don't question it don't, that's interesting don't live with the song so much where it becomes so precious to you where like you'll never be happy yeah that's that's so true it's like almost like the like the candid thing like catching the photo like you literally like caught these songs like in their infancy like almost you know what i mean and right more than any other record you know i would go home and listen to the day it's just like man what a fun day we had and yeah what a genu- oh that's great what a genuine great. moment it yeah. was gotta think that's living the dream yeah, so to speak exactly <laughs> i mean like yeah. you like there's making money doing it and like having it yeah. be like your job but it's you can't really describe the thing that you love doing when you start getting better at it. Yeah, you feel totally. like that it becomes yeah. like you feel like you're impressing yourself or just ooh you, that's cool I assume, yeah. assume it's what golfers feel like when, when they <laughs> sure. get better, yeah. at, better. Their, at their game <laughs> yeah. but you know it, it's very, songwriting recording is very important to me so when at least in my mind if I exceed my expectations or maybe do make a turn that I didn't know I, knew I was capable of mm-hmm. yeah. it makes it kind of worth 
Yeah, absolutely. I, was, I, I think we all chase that like feeling of being like giddy about yeah, what you're right. working on, yeah. and like being like like you said, being impressed with yourself. Like, yeah. I think that's okay to feel right. that. Yeah. I think everybody right. wants to feel that sometimes, right. especially when you're making art, man. Right, I agree. Yeah, feel, it's something that you're making. Because at the end of the end of the day, you're making it for yourself. Yeah, because you're oh, the one yeah. who's not here right. more than anyone and look at it more than anyone. I would love if other people love the music but if I don't love it what's what the point yeah the, yeah what's the point right? and it's exactly. like the longer you work on something sometimes you know sometimes it takes you to a better place but for me at least it just gets worse like you know what I mean like it's like oh, I was like oh god do I still like this stuff like I, that I you do, know like I do with writing and yeah. recording now like first instinct is usually my favorite because yeah. it's like a way of kind of like oh this happened and like that was it you can't plan it out yeah and that your your intuition usually knows, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that 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 knee jerk reaction yeah, is usually like right. Lizard brain, just yeah. Like, okay. It's almost like the longer you work on a song, at least for me, like the longer I work on it, the less chance I have of it coming out. Right. Like you know, like you almost like outdates itself. Like it was a different you back then, that right. kind of thing. So like if you can ever capture them like exactly like you're saying, like that's rare, man. Like there's sometimes where I've written all the music and uh-huh. I know like I'm not ready to to put a melody or lyric yeah. to it, so I'll just let it sit for yeah. a few years or yeah. something and pull it that's up. That's cool. And, like, around and just like yeah. sing along to it. Like, and they're like, ah, oh, it's not ready. Yeah. Or, yeah, or, I know or, what you or mean. Or just walk around and like you have a title and like, it's title. Oh, that fits there. And then yeah. just kind of like, and then it makes sense. It might not yeah. make sense to anyone else, but it makes sense to you. I read that that was something, I don't know if it was exactly Gravity, but it's one of the John Mayer songs. Like he had that Gravity thing, I think, mm-hmm. and he didn't sing on it for six months because he knew the first thing he sang he'd fall in love with. You get what I mean? And then like you can like write something bad and it's like, all right, this isn't good. You know what yeah. I mean? Or you could like, make something happen you know? yeah. it's weird and like sometimes especially with lyrics like yeah. I usually keep the first thing I have even if it's dumb yeah because just because it sounds right yeah or you know it means something to me even though it might not be very straight in terms of understanding gotcha yeah Parablum blues yeah. <laughs> let me ask you this Drew was there ever a point where you had to like completely just take like stop and just be like I need to start over on this or did it all just kind of like flow out and you just I guess, like you said, kind of just... That's a great question. Yeah, once we... Honestly, once we got into, like, three songs on the record... Yeah. And knew, like... And understood that it was going to be this, like, kind of concept where it's, like, the fourth song we bring is going to be the fourth track on the record. And then, like, uh-huh. it just became fun. Mm-hmm. And it was... Because I'm someone who very much gets in my head. And yeah. previously, in recording, especially, like, gathering songs, that would happen a lot. Or, like, I finished, like, this song sucks. No, thank you. And yeah. it might have been a song from, or like, and then maybe it come back to it for the next record and change mm-hmm. it up a little bit. But for this, it's felt like, you know, like Mario, when you hit that star <laughs> and you have like 30 seconds of being untouchable. Of course. Like that was kind of the art thing. Like during this stretch of like these 11 songs, it felt yeah. like everything I was doing was just like, ah. Oh, this is money. Yeah. And, and, and it, I could be wrong, but but you know I go. I'm the one who has to live in my own brain, and, and it sure. makes sense. And, and and it felt it just felt really honest. It didn't feel like I was trying to be someone else or trying to sound like someone else. It just felt like this felt really natural. Yeah, this and is exciting. Man. Like I feel like you guys got something here. Yeah, like I haven't even heard definitely. the whole record yet. And it's like just yeah. the way you talk about it. It's like damn, how many records has, has someone made that it's just been like as smooth as it sounds? Like every record prior, I could go back and go like, ah, oh, would have changed that. Yeah, like, yeah. seems smitten. That. Like and you've just right. fallen in love. But it was, it was just because it happened and there was no questions about it uh-huh. and it was just pure. And it just felt like that and I think it's because everyone was just kind of on the same page of this like journey sort of yeah. thing. Like not get like dippy about it. But like no, it was just good. very it's very organic and I've never thought of it like that and because I'm someone who does second guess himself and like think yeah. Yeah. Too, way too much, but like the way it was shaped and like Gideon, he can't lose. He can't mess up. <laughs> and Elijah has best ideas and, and like I know if I'm lacking in a background vocal idea Elijah's gonna have me or if, or if I yeah. have like a few lyrics where I'm like hey do we like this one or this one like Elijah's not gonna sugarcoat it yeah I'm gonna say that one couldn't and be a better like cast of characters to have really a project could. honestly Tom, Tommy like Tommy does this thing when you're in the studio, studio with him especially if he's playing an instrument like A he doesn't look down at his instrument yeah. he looks you directly <laughs> in the eye he's just like what? like he's like impressing himself and, like he's having fun with it and that's why everyone loves working with Tommy yeah because it's very contagious yeah totally what would you say on that end um, you're one of I've noticed at least I don't know if I'm sure other people notice but you're like you're one of the smarter business music business people in town just from your experience at Georgia Theater and all the years and everything 
And like when you put a record out, it seems very thought out. Like the fact that you finished this record in mid 2021, right? It's just coming out now. That shows that like there was some sort of release plan for this. All the singles have the consecutive look. You got the whole name. You got the vinyl coming out. Like how much of that is that kind of stuff still fun for you? Do you enjoy that part of it? You seem to be really good at it is what I'm saying. I, I don't know if I enjoy that part of it. Well, okay. I enjoy the art stuff, like searching for the yeah. art. And I do really like the visual. You're good and at that. I, and, and I feel like I've definitely like improved upon that with like each release, and it's about uh-huh. um, connecting with the right people, okay. and, and like being confident in what you like and don't like. And but you know, I do think if you're going to release something, if I'm going to put time into something. If I do yeah. believe in something, I do want to at least do it the right way, or do it the way I would want an artist that I was a fan of to release something, okay. and just like have fun with it and not worry about. You know, it's a very independent thing. We're only yeah. making a limited run of vinyl and only doing a limited run of shows. And there's no like MTV movie yeah. music award delusions, <laughs> Grammy delusions, or anything. But the Brit if, Awards. If, if you do something, do it right. If you're gonna play a show, like promote it. Yeah, you're under the like uh, instead of like a lot of Athens bands who like play once every two weeks and like just play a ton, you know, get in front of most people. You're like, let's do three shows and make them huge, you know, or Athens, Atlanta, and, whatever, you know. And the shit like. It is embarrassing sometimes. Like, yeah. just going on to, like, listen to my thing. Here's my <laughs> thing. I have this thing coming out. Like, yeah. hey, sports fans. Big things coming. Big things coming. Like, and having yeah. this, like, attitude on, on social media when we were just like, hey, like, if you're interested in music and you like this type of music or if you just want to hear just like, like, maybe check out and listen to it. And if you like it, great. If not, like, don't. Yeah. But, like, there's no way to do that. So you just got to go, like, hey, sports fans, take a look at this. Yeah. And, like, yeah. so if you're going to do it, like, I guess do it right and do it in a way that you like but sometimes it does like get kind of yeah it, it feels kind of gross sometimes yeah but it's i do believe in the music and i do uh-huh. believe that this is my one life to live and my one time to write and release songs whilst uh-huh. also working with other artists i believe in and, and managing their stuff and helping and playing in other bands too but i don't know i don't want to not release like you know single artwork and videos just because i was spiteful about it or, you know? or, or just like well that's embarrassing yeah well or, it comes from a place of you want as many people to hear these tunes as possible right. just like you want as yeah many people i mean to see that's photos same kind of thing that's right? kind of the, the deal i think yeah. yeah i mean and plus it kind of shows people like how how much you really care about it yeah um yeah. It, it's it's i don't know i think it is important to to really too. push what you're doing or in a tasteful manner right. you know what i mean because there is and if you don't and if you don't push then you shouldn't be disappointed when, right. when no one hears or no yeah. one comes to the show. Exactly. Okay. That's a good point. I had another question for you off that as well. Well, kind of off that, um, but you answered that one well. Let me think. Uh, I was going to ask you, how has Athens and touring and the music scene and your involvement in it changed from like, you know, you've been on the scene for how many years in Athens now? At least five, right? Maybe eight? I think I've been eight? here this time for at least like 10 years. At least 10. Or, okay. Or, or, I moved back here in 2014. So what would you say is the biggest change from like that era of bands to like now? What do you see in this different? Even like places like Atlas Touring who are really starting to like produce these like heavy hitting acts that yeah. can like just like become a sustained legitimate like business mm-hmm. um, and you know make money outside of you and know, your CAAs and WMEs and yeah. everything like that and you have you know, th- there's always been great music in Athens, but I do feel mm-hmm. like over the last two, three years, the scene is like start, starting to rival like what Charleston was a few years ago, or really? like where people were like actually paying attention and like you know, with Vision Video and Hotel Fiction and uh-huh. Pink Stones and Ben Hefner and Well yeah. Kept and, and you and thank you very much and Elijah and Lighthearted and yeah, and I just keep naming bands quite the roster, bands. yeah, like, yeah. I could keep going like low talker and yeah. all these bands that are you know canon stuff like has and, it, and canon like you know everyone's kind of figure out like there's not like straight path to like success mm-hmm. yeah like and, and canon's like all over the place like playing in all these great bands and and doing some tour managing and playing steel and some of his favorite brands and working on his own music and everyone's like it seems like everyone's kind of there's a different like I, I'm. I feel like I am slightly older than yeah. you fellas, and like people like more my age back in, back in the day it was more like, hey, release the music, and why should we promote it? Why should we yeah. um, like learn other aspects of it? Like we're writing these songs, and that's good enough. And that's like, all that matters. That is good enough if that's mm-hmm. all you want. But like everyone's more hungry. Everyone's 
understanding the social media aspect of it. You uh-huh. know, everyone's, you know, I, feel like, I, feel I think like, that's a good answer. I feel like it's strong. Are, are you saying that the roster, like the lineup, is deeper than it's ever been in your experience, I, I, or up I to think, par? I think the scene right now, yeah. um, and that you can list off all those bands. Are, these are bands that are not just good because they're right next door. They're, yeah. they're bands that you know that anyone would, would enjoy listening yeah. to, and they're working with with people in Charleston and people yep. in Nashville, and, and just everyone. It's, it seems like everyone's kind of finding their way, like. You know, not everyone's going to go straight to like the Billboard 100 or like a TV show. You can yeah. still cultivate a fan base and yeah. and build your platform, whether it's because of TikTok or with a little help from yeah. TikTok or because of great music videos, well, or because I've, of just great songs. Social media makes it seem like I feel like that you can go from zero to Billboard, and like yeah, really I, I think, and that happens like one in a billion, a billion almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, yeah. like, if it's not good, it's not going to stay. Yeah, it's not. So yeah. I think there is definitely like this is one of those places that's like. I think people really realize that you got to put in the work yeah. to, to do it. And like, I, I really, I mean, I've, I don't have as much like deep experience with this uh-huh. scene, but it definitely feels like right now is like a big time for like local Athens music. Yeah. There's, there's so many bands here that have so much potential. And so I, many. I, I, and, and yeah. the headliners in this town, like they know yeah. to go to Garrett. Like yeah, they, exactly. Like it's all obvious. It's given. Yeah. And it's like, it's weird. Cause like we go to these other towns. I'm always saying this on here, but you go somewhere like Clemson, Tuscaloosa, Columbia stuff like that it's like damn they barely have bands here right, you know what I mean exactly. it's like wow there's three bands here is what yeah. I'm saying Yeah, and they can be hungry and Charleston used to yeah. be that about really? like five years ago Charleston didn't have five or six years ago they didn't have the Royal American they didn't have really? much music Charleston scene. yeah first, there's like, some like thing happening in Charleston right now and then I think it, it might be it might be an Atlas thing I, I don't know, know because it's the only bands that I know of from Charleston are all working with right, the Washburns. So it's as like, far as Atlas, they're hitting like 100. Like every artist they've got on their roster is like, damn, these guys are killing it. But yeah. Charleston, like Charleston Rural American had a huge thing with, with Susto and Human Resources yeah. and Brave Baby and then that graduated to 87 nights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and believe it or not, the Stews live there, even they though they're never they're never home, there. but they they do <laughs> live there now. They well, that's where they started was Auburn, yeah. and yeah. a lot three of the four of them are from Atlanta, um, yeah. and I think they moved up to Charleston just because that's where their their agency is, and also a bunch of other bands that they could play shows with. Yeah. Not to mention like Royal American and Charleston yeah. Poor, like that Poorhouse place is popping. That place been is over awesome. There. Poorhouse and Royal American. Both of those like, two venues are doing well right like now. I feel the like places where like there is a built-in crowd. Yeah, hungry totally. Uh, pay I'm, attention. I'm in like, love with the idea of doing uh, Beskin, Hefner, JT, Royal American, El Rocco's <laughs> run. I'm in love with that I would idea. Love to do that. I we should do Royal that. Royal American only wants to do weekends for now. Ooh, so interesting. Interesting. And they're booked through December. Ooh. I just think those I three bands together would work. I played. Royal American, like so, for these last few records, yeah. really don't venture outside of Georgia. Maybe go to Alabama. <laughs> maybe go to Charleston. But okay. we did Royal American like four or five times. Oh, which really? is Always the best. Always the best. Time. They seem to be very welcoming to Athens artists. Uh, as well, yeah. as well I mean, it they have like. a built-in crowd. They have people yeah. who are interested. Interesting. Okay. Let me take a quick pause right quick. I want to thank Clark. I can't believe I haven't mentioned this yet. They're going to be mad at me, man. Rip's, Rip's going to be pissed, dude. All right. Uh, shout out to Clark's Collective downtown for having us in their beautiful place tonight. It's awesome. Uh, we're having a great time. Had some great drinks. You got anything to say to Rip? Got any words to drop to him? He's going to hear this. Yeah, I've been teaching him how to play tennis lately. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, for, and for a guy who's extremely athletic, him, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, not, it's nice to, like be better at him <laughs> than something but i can already tell like he's starting to get it because he's a natural gotcha. athlete i'm not a natural athlete so okay take me down he will take you down so, eventually yeah i can't wait to send this to him uh thank you rip thank you clarks uh drank deals all summer or i guess we're in the fall now excuse me uh if you're a sorority fraternity need to rent a place i'll hit clarks up if you're looking to have any events if you're looking for a place to play i'm playing here tomorrow clarks is an awesome place to play we're sitting on stage right now uh hefner how'd the hefner show go here good that was awesome. Awesome. Like Sweet. what I'm trying to let, I want bands to kind of think more outside the box. Yeah. Like you don't have to just play this one ticket show. You should come and do yeah. like cool places like this and do like you know, play for people who there's no shame in playing frat gigs. There's yeah. no shame oh, in playing absolutely not. Absolutely not. That, that, that's how you cultivate a fan base. Like yeah. You get the rotating people coming in and out here, you also, know what I mean? I mean, this is a, be a town one. that has a lot of college students right. in it, yeah. obviously. And, and, and Ripley, it'd be stupid not to tap into that yeah. market. And, and Ripley, you know like, I mean? they're passionate about getting bands, and they, they treat their bands well. They really do. They really do. Yeah. They, 
They're great. It's a great spot. You get a rotating crowd all night long. It's fantastic. I played a bunch of great shows here. Um, what was I going to say about that? I was on this page. Um, are you on Old School Athens on Facebook? It's like yeah, it's like 1970 to Y'all are on Facebook, sir? Yeah, I'm yeah, on I'm Facebook. <laughs> but anyways, they were on there. They were like, I came to Athens for the weekend this past weekend. And like, where's the live music? Is live music dead in Athens? We right. didn't see any bands anywhere. I was like, yeah, I commented back. I was like, it is alive and well here. Just you got to look a little harder. Absolutely. But yeah. Um, I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways, hold on. I wrote a few more things I want to know before you go. Got a bad cable here. Okay, somebody. T- I got a few questions via the Instagram post. You want to hear these? Oh boy, they were all ones I sent. In. I just. I, I like the ones you said. I'm gonna. T- I'm gonna tell you those. I'm gonna crowdsource like something as well. I like that. <laughs> somebody said wolf or snapping turtle. Uh, wow, that's um, vague, or is that no, obvious? No, to me that's obvious. That's from nin- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Oh yeah, that's my that's my Steve friend Lennon? Richard. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't and know. That it. Just, I grew up with him, and we would w- watch uh, that movie, and we just always thought that scene okay. in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles two was like the weird funny. one where it's kind of creepy, or is it the animated one? It's the weird one that's. I remember creepy. the weird one that the I Muppet ones. Yeah, that one was weird. Ice in it. <laughs> Classic. All right, we got another one. Somebody said his name's Corey Rip. Uh, do you prefer Van Halen or Van Hagar? Get this I one guess right, Van Halen, but <laughs> but there's some select Hagar tunes that are just. So I like some awesome. Hagar tunes. I love I some Hagar, Hagar tunes, tunes, but it has to be um, Roth. Yeah. Yes, I agree. I agree. Hold on, I had some more. Let me find them. Uh, where did it go? I'm missing one. Okay, somebody named Drew asked, "How did he trick Tommy, Elijah, and Gideon into making music with him?" Referring to you. Yes, that was my question. So, you know, I, I always pinch myself. <laughs> the fact that we've been practicing um, for September days this weekend and yeah. the next few shows, and we're also going to be doing a Beatles tribute at the what? end of October at Cine. No um, way. Halloween weekend on October 28th, the day after the Easy Honey show. So as always, Tommy That's has right. a busy weekend. Ooh, yep. um, sure but. And we, I tricked them into doing it because I got them real early before they got super busy, and they're okay. just they're loyal guys, and I exploit them. Yeah, as you should, as you should. I can't blame you for picking a better lineup. But, you but know we're I mean? enjoying the Beatles stuff. We all feel like how, kid, how long are you guys playing? An hour? I think we're gonna do like yeah, where at? Hour. We're gonna do it at Cine. We're, oh, okay, okay. We're okay. gonna. Um, I think we're going out sit next week after September days. But um, we're. Yeah, we're going. It's going to be an album release, just like a, a month after the album comes out. And Annie's going to open up Annie, yeah. Annie Leith, and then we're going to do our album, and then we're going to just do um, like fifteen Beatles songs. Oh, just kind of, but I, We're going to do like weird shit. I met Annie for the first time the other night. She's wonderful. And she's a genius. She's great. She ran sound for me at a Georgia theater show. She's, she's so nice. She's the maestro. The maestro. Yeah. I wish she was still in Athens. I think she's in she's Atlanta. Back. She she's just back. Moved back. She got a house. She moved back a few months ago. She's on the. I People need to get her on the podcast. Back to yes. They are. Because yes. once you leave, it's like, man, there was something well, there. You know. Garrett's like, I'm, I'm coming up here soon. And a few months later, he, he <laughs> damn did it. Here I love am. It. Love it, man. Yep. Well, I think we can pretty much wrap this up. Gary, do you have any yeah. closing questions? There's one him. more thing I wanted ask to ask him. you about. Uh, somebody close to us told me something about uh, these dogs that you have, and I really yeah. just want you to explain yourself as to why these dogs are so loud and so mean. <laughs> Who said that? Somebody close to us. Somebody, somebody that close. you're lucky to play music with. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, because they're not trained very well, and they're really nice, but yeah. you just have to come into the house and sit for an hour, let them scream at you, yeah, and get used to you. And that's then, what I heard. And, and, and then it's good. But, okay. you know... Two of the dogs um, my wife had before we got together, and then the third dog, you know, she, Judy, her, um, we call her we call her Judy Bloom, and she's actually referencing the new song uh, "My Time of Sunshine" <laughs> that came go. out today. It's a subtle promo, but uh, legend. But she, uh-huh. I, I love this dog. But it's during so my wife would do this thing where she would go to the you mean the shelter because she uh-huh. loves dogs. Mm-hmm. She would bring a dog home, just like a dog that we're just fostering for a few weeks. Sure, we already had two dogs. I'm like. It sucked because a, it's annoying. <laughs> B, after a week or two, you fall in love with this dog. Of course, you yeah. the dog get away. To, yeah. It's just this emotional of nightmare. Course. It's like, oh, like wow. why, why do this? And then, when, the week before lockdown, she brings home Judy, and I walk in the room and she's just barking at me like she wants to kill me. And like I couldn't walk anywhere. They're, they're like just like, and I'm just like screaming at her, going like, "Stop doing this! This is not happening again. Like no more dogs." And of course, lockdown happened, so we had to keep the dog. Yep. Few extra weeks, and then after a few extra weeks, she comes, lays by me, and becomes like my everything. I'm like, hey, we're not giving this fucking dog back. Yep. This dog is <laughs> staying. Oh, we can't have three dogs. Like, it's too late. 
She stains. <laughs> and We've already got no three more dogs. fostering dogs. Like we got three. We gotta take care of them. And now she's in a sunshine song. She right. is. She's Look at her. She's up tremendously. Yeah, it's incredible. But also it's that a love reminds story. me. Tell me I, the story you told me you could tell. Is this yeah. I told you about so my daughter, Lila, you know, she's almost seven months and I wanted to find like the right like teddy bear situation. Not necessarily a bear, but like, you know, whatever her thing yeah, is. Yeah. Huggy boogie or whatever the fuck. Yeah. Um, but she, when she was young, younger, whenever she'd cry, she'd make it sound like a goat, and we would call her like goat baby. And then, <laughs> as you and, do, and then, then we kept doing it. And then like, for, like goats very popular in the zeitgeist with the greatest of all time thing. And then I was like, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm gonna find a nice goat, a cute goat. And I found one. It's like a thirty dollars stuffed animal goat, and mm-hmm. and ordered it, and came, and it's just called Garrett the goat. <laughs> and, and, I, and it is such a perfect like, stuffed animal that like, and she loves it. I was like, I went ahead and got it two all more. Makes sense. I have yeah. like three of them now, and two of them are hidden in case mm-hmm. something happens to the original. You've got backup goats. But so I'm saying the name Garrett every day, and then yeah. like whenever like whenever I, he texts me or, or someone said, and like I just laugh because yeah. yeah, it's just like <laughs> That's a war- there's the goat. I, I just say Garrett probably more than I say anyone else's name. It's just hilarious. I haven't had the pleasure of meeting her yet, but I'm very much looking forward to it. You'll meet her soon and you'll meet Garrett. We're going to get a photo <laughs> yeah, of you. Yeah, that's right. There you go. Yeah, we'll get a photo <laughs> of that. I need be a professional now. photo of Yeah, yes. Yeah, somebody else is going to have to take that. We'll, yes. we'll tripod up. We'll, yeah. try, we'll set it on the Sounds timer. Good we enough. got you. We need you to take it is the thing, you know. That's oh, right. I'll set the trigger <laughs> right. and then I'll yeah. hop in. Yeah, yeah exactly. do one of those things. Well, thank you all for coming on, man. Thanks, Thanks for coming so to co-host. Yeah, of course. One, Thanks for having me. It's a success. You did a good job, man. What's One last thing. What would you tell people that need to go listen to your record? What would you tell them? One thing. Just, you know, put them in the earbuds. They're meant to be listened loud. Yeah. Just kind of sit and listen with it. Close your eyes if you want. I don't know. We put a lot of thought into it. Yeah. And, you know, I try, you know, when I listen to music, I try to be like, listen at least one or two times because uh-huh. I don't want to make my, I don't want to make any rash decisions. But there's a lot of, you know, to me, it feels like arrested development, the show. Like you yeah. can watch one episode and you're like, this is good. But the more you watch it, the more... The more you realize, oh, that's really fucking funny. You or fall like, in love I, with I the characters. Or I didn't, or I didn't you know? realize you put that joke in there. It was like, oh, I didn't notice that yeah. percussion hit or that piano hit. That's uh-huh. hooky. That's nice. Yep. That's how, but like, it's meant for repeat listens. I like that. I like that's that. Right. Good for the algorithm, too. Yes. 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 <laughs> yes. It's meant to be given all the money. Well, thank y'all for coming on. I mean, I appreciate it. Let's give them a wave for the thumbnail. You ready? This isn't you guys' first rodeo. You know how it is. Thank y'all so much. See you later. <laughs>